part here. There it is, CastBox Anchor. You're up online for part two of two. Uh, YouTube, you guys, appreciate y'all being here. Uh, just a quick couple updates on the channels. Uh, I had to make sure that I got them. And so, my friends, go to your Bibles, if you will, my brothers and sisters. I'm still preaching. I am not done yet. Got a lot for you tonight, Wednesday. Uh, glad you guys are here. Go to your Bibles. We're going to take a look at the Transfiguration. I don't know why the Spirit told me that. But it was on the list. It was on the uh, the you know the prayer uh, and the uh, message. I don't know why. I, I just do it. I just do it. Uh, amen. And give me a second. Got something going on in my on my headset. I don't know what that was. Uh, amen. Can't see it, but uh, I don't know something. Uh, spy, hopefully, it wasn't a spider because you know we got them critters floating around here in the studio. Uh, amen. I, I, like I said, I, I never know. Uh, I don't like using the, the headset sometimes. Uh, i got to cover them up. I, I told you, you never know, my friends. I, I had that spider right on the wall that one time. I was live on the cat, live on the air, and I had a spider about as big as my thumb crawling right there, and, and it was kind of Freaked me out a little bit, and I was like, oh, no, not not today, Mr. Spider. Uh, and then when I went to get it, it, it jumped. Not cool, my friends. That was not cool. Uh, I don't know what that is. Uh, hang on here, friends. Got some little technical problems with my mic. Uh, I don't know what that is. Uh, anyway, it, it's right there, and I hope it's not a spider. I uh, don't know what the problem is here. I knew something was going on. Uh, amen. So give me a second. I don't know what that is, but boy, oh boy, uh, I felt like a like a bug or something. I don't know. Anyway, you never know, my friends. So let's get into it. Transfiguration, Matthew chapter seventeen. Again, Mister Devil, get out of my grill. You're not gonna slow this down. Uh, trying. Boy, I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> I, I never know, my friends. Like I said, glad you guys are here. Appreciate y'all being here with me. Uh, so let me see. Let's see. So we're Wednesday night. We're here. You're here, my friends. Have a church. Hanging out. Uh, amen. Glad you guys are here. Transfiguration. Let's go ahead and go to Matthew chapter 17. And then I'll get into some other scriptures here. But I want to make sure we, we kind of go back in here and look at this. All right, Transfiguration now. Again, out of the Orthodox Study Bible Recap Series, my friends. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes uh, became as white as the light. 17, verse 2. Again, in the book of Matthew, my friends. All right, the Transfiguration is a theophany. Uh, manifestation of God, especially of the divinity of Christ, uh, through a display or, uh, of his incarnation. Again, out of the Orthodox Study Bible here. Uh, divine clergy 
Therefore, the Orthodox Church, again, Orthodox Study Bible, I met a pastor uh, a while back, a few years back, and he uh, he gave me this Bible. I really was curious, and I really wanted to study it. I prayed on it, uh, and you guys know, you've been following me here. I've been reading out of it. There's a lot of good stuff in here. So, uh, All right, so I'm just trying to get through some of my notes here. Uh, so the Orthodox Church celebrates the Transfiguration of the Lord as a major feast day. Now, several elements of the Transfiguration uh, shows that Christ is Messiah and God. Now, this is uh, like one through five. Uh, so this is one. You all can take some notes here and, and you know write that write that down. So. Uh, amen. Now, because, in number one, because God is light, 1 John 1, 5, the bright cloud, the shining of Jesus' face like the sun, and the witness of his garment. Uh, let's see, Matthew 17, 2 and 5. Amen. All right. Uh, all demonstrate that Jesus is God. And now in some icons, the light is shown is or as beyond white. Uh, a bright light. Amen. In effable, let's see, is that in affable color, indicating its spiritual origin. All right. Number two, the Father bears witness from heaven concerning his Son. He does not say, this has become my, or, let's see, let me backtrack. Uh, he does not say, this has become my beloved Son, but this is my beloved Son in 17.5 indicating that this divine glory uh, let's see divine glory is Christ by nature from eternity past infinite uh, infinitely before Jesus' baptism and transfiguration now he is God's son fully sharing in the essence of the Father. Now, Jesus Christ is God of God. Again, Orthodox Study Bible. So I'm always recapping stuff in here, and I always want to share that stuff with you, know, share that out with you. All right. A little bit different here. A little bit, uh, a little bit different here. All right. What is that? Give me a second. I've been having... I, I don't know what that is. Um, I don't know if it's like the vibrations out of the headphones or something, but there's like, I'm getting something, and I don't know what it is. Amen. All right. Now, we're talking about the transfiguration here. But he says, but this is my beloved son, 17.5, indicating that this divine glory is Christ by nature. From eternity past, infinitely, before Jesus' baptism and transfiguration, 
he is God's Son, fully sharing in the essence of the Father. Jesus Christ is God of God. Now, number three, the transfiguration not only proclaims Christ's divine sonship, for, uh, but foreshadows his future glory when he, as the Messiah, will usher in the long-awaited kingdom. Amen. Uh, uh, the bright cloud recalls temple worship and the cloud that went before the Israelites in the wilderness. The uh, visible sign of God being extraordinarily present. Uh, Peter sees this as a sign that the kingdom has come, knowing that the feast of tabernacles is the feast of the coming kingdom. Amen. He asks to build this, uh, 17.4, and was done at the feast to serve as symbols of God's dwelling among the just in the kingdom. Again, friends, we're talking about the transfiguration here. Uh, amen. Four, now Moses represents the law in all those who have died. Uh, Elisha represents the prophets. And since he did not experience death, all those who are alive in Christ, their presence shows that the law and the prophets, the living and the dead, all bear witness to Jesus as the Messiah, the fulfillment of the whole Old Testament. Amen. And we got number, let's see, I think that's four here. Now, the presence of Moses and Elisha, I uh, would believe that two witnesses, right? Uh, all right, more notes. All right, now both men, now the, let's see, go backtrack here just a little bit. The presence of Moses and Elijah, uh, or Elisha, uh, also manifests the communion of the saints in Hebrews 12.1. Both men are immediately recognizable and talk with the Lord. Now the disciples are now able to understand Jesus' words uh, that Elisha has come already. 17.12. Referring to John the Baptist, their eyes have been opened to the fact that Malachi's prophecy, as it says in uh, Malachi here, uh, hang on, friend, I do not know what that is, and that is bugging the heck out of me. Uh, amen. All right. Uh, let me see where we're at. Okay, so the fact that Malachi's prophecy in 4, 5, and 6 refers to one coming in the spirit and power of Elisha, Luke 1, 17. Rather than uh, to Elijah himself, or Elisha himself. Now, finally, the Holy Trinity is manifest here, for Christ is 
transfigured, Matthew 17, 2. The Father speaks from heaven, testifying to Jesus, uh, divine, uh, or Jesus' divine sonship in 17, 5. And uh, the Spirit is present in the form of uh, a dazzling light surrounding Christ's person, overshadowing the whole uh, mountain. Again, friends, we took a look at the transfiguration, which I, I wanted to go back in and do anyway. Ah, uh, but I was bugged by a bug or something, a little pesty little bug here. Uh, something uh, got in my uh, earpiece right here. And I don't know what it was, uh, but, uh, you know, I don't, I don't feel it anymore, but it was right here. I'm like, are you serious? I got a bug crawling on my earpiece right here. Uh, it was kind of, you know, hey, the bug was bugging me. Come on now, I'm trying to preach here. I don't got no time for no bugs, Mr. Bug Man, right? Little buggy bug. Don't do it. Go drink some coffee. Have a seat in the front row. Hey, man. All right. Yeah, because, you know, like I said, friends, that's happened uh, on the broadcast before. Uh, I had a spider over here. And another incidence, I had a bug. We've been bombing the studios and, and airing everything out. We got the windows open. Uh, thinking about putting a sliding glass door right here, which would be great. That would be really cool. Having that, that, that sliding glass door to the studio here would be excellent. It might be out on this side. Uh, a little bit of renovation. We've been knocking down some door or knocking down some walls and, uh, you know, putting in some stuff. So coming along nicely. Good spring weather we got up here, so I've been working on the outside of the pro, you know, the studio and stuff, so there you go. like to keep you updated on what's going on. Uh, amen. Alright. Alright. So, we've got Matthew. That's a transfiguration. I love doing that. That's pretty cool stuff. Alright. All right, well, there you go. Transfiguration, friends. We just wanted to go visit that for a minute, check that out, and uh, see what's uh, happening in that part. Uh, let's see, boy. Amen. All right, so let's see. I'm going to go check that out. Uh, we're going to go to our notes. Now, friends, if you don't have this, let me know. Uh, the NLT Living Water for those who thirst. Kind of recapping a couple of things here again with you uh, as I get into tonight's Bible study podcast. Again, I think tomorrow, uh, I'm going to try for 7.30. I never know. Like I said, I always got a few things going on, and then I never, like I post it out, and then I never get a chance to get on there on time. Uh, so, friends, thank you guys again for your patience putting up with all this. You know, it's not a, it ain't a regular broadcast here, my friends. It's it's kind of, you know, it's what God gave me uh, to do. Uh, so, I hope it helps. I know. Um, 
But I do, I do hope it helps, and I uh, appreciate you guys' support. It's just me preaching the gospel, my friends. Got to do it. Got to be obedient to the Spirit. All right, friends. Go to your notes. We're going to do the NLT recap series. That's on the uh, it's on the study list here. I want to share this with you. Subtopic. We just did this, but I want to share it with you again. Christ's love sets the standard. Amen. And we are in Ephesians 5.2. That is the scripture for this message. As we, again, go into part two of uh, Cast Box and Anchor, didn't, uh, they only give us an hour there. So I got to just be real quick, do an hour, and then go back in for the next uh, hour or so here. Probably, probably won't be that, that much longer. So, uh, Amen. All right, so uh, we're, now this is, again, the subtopic here is going to be Christ's love sets the standard in Ephesians 5.2, NLT Living Water Recap Series. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, just a little after 10.30 here, Pacific Standard Time. You're on the air live, my friends. Thank you guys for joining me. All right, now think back for a moment to when you were a child. What if your parents had never demonstrated how to use a fork and a spoon? Be a mess, that's for sure. Uh, then one day they placed you at a table with these utensils and said, Eat! What? No, I don't know how. Right? Now, you would have no idea how to use them to get food into your mouth. Consequently, uh, consequently you would have uh, made a mess. Uh, again, Christ's love sets the standard in the NLT recap series. Uh, fortunately, when it comes to loving others, God has given us the greatest example. And Jesus, throughout the Gospels, we can see Jesus' love in action. Of course, the greatest display of Christ's love for us uh, was when he took the punishment we deserved. We should have taken that, my friends. But Jesus died on the cross and took that for us. Lest we forget. Uh, amen. That we deserve by dying on the cross for us in our place. The propitiation for our sins, my friends. Man. Now, because of that tremendous sacrifice, we are obligated to love others. And scripture says, owe nothing to anyone except uh, for your obligations to love one another. Romans 11, 8 for this one. And because we will never match the depth of love God has for us, we will uh, never be able to fully repay the debt of love we owe Him, friends, right? By that grace, love, and mercy uh, that we owe Him. That is why we have to keep giving out that same kind of love to others. 
and perhaps you have grown up at, in a home uh, where love was seldom expressed, or you have had a distorted view of love. Uh, and you feel that you are incapable of truly loving others. Uh, now take heart, for as this passage says, you can look to Jesus as your example. Amen. All right. Now, when Christ becomes the standard of your love, you will understand when the Apostle Paul meant when he said that Christ's love uh, uh, controls us. Uh, and that's over in 2 Corinthians 5.14. Amen. There you go. A little bit of uh, some recap uh, messages out of the NLT Christ's love sets the standards. Amen. He's the example, right? He's the, the living embodiment of the example of what uh, we should do. Right? All right. Love that message. That's cool. Good stuff. Let me know. Like I said, let me know if y'all need it. I will make sure you get one out. Amen. Amen, my friends. Got the notes. I'll put the clipboard over here so I don't lose it and don't drop it off. Uh, amen. Give me a second. We're going to go into another one. And don't lose the pin. <laughs> All right. So, let's see. We got that. Uh, amen. No, it's coming in all, all, all over the place here. Uh, amen. So, I want to go, my friends. How are you guys holding up? Are you doing all right, my friends? I know. We're about to close out here in just a few. Uh, but I want to get a couple of scriptures to you. Uh, so give me a second. Let me get on over there. Let me find my page. I know you guys are going to hear this on the microphones. Uh, I think uh, it'll be, you guys can be able to hear. It might pick up a little bit here. Um, oh, there. All right. Here we go. Uh, go to your Bibles, Ephesians chapter 5, right? We've been in there for a minute. Well, the armor of God, of course, but uh, chapter 5. All right, are you there yet, my friends? We're going to go ahead and take a look again. Chapter 5 in the book of Ephesians. Now, be uh, therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us, and hath given himself for us an offering uh, and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior. Again, friends, Ephesians 5. Now, uh, but uh, fornication and all uncleanliness or covetousness, let it not uh, once named or be once named. Among you uh, has become F saints. Neither t uh, filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, uh, which not 
which are not convenient, but rather giving thanks. For this ye know that no, again, right out of, uh, go there, Ephesians 4, whoremonger, unclean person, or covetous man, who is an idolater, hath any inheritance uh, in the kingdom of God, uh, of Christ and of God. Now let no man deceive you with vain words, uh, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not uh, ye therefore partakers with them. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit in all uh, is in all goodness and righteousness uh, and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. All right. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful workers of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is uh, a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are, are made manifest by the lights. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. And wherefore he saith, Awake thou, thou, uh, thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee life. And see then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding that, or what, the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but uh, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Uh, giving thanks always for all things, and to God and the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of the Lord. All right? All right. Now, don't get mad. Don't get rattled. i got to read it. It's in the Bible. I know. i got emails about this. Well, I must submit to nobody. Listen. In the Bible. <laughs> Wives, submit yourselves into your own husbands, as unto the Lord. For the husband man is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, and is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands and everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. That he might present it uh, to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies, as that loveth 
his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth it and cherisheth that. Uh, even as the Lord, uh, the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and you guys know the scripture, uh, and shall be joined unto his wife, and the two shall be one flesh. It's a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let uh, every one of you in particular so love his wife even himself, and the wife see uh, that in uh, reverence of the husband. All right, there's your homework, my friends. Study on that. That's good. I, you know, I never know, like I said, friend, I tell you all the time, I never know why uh, the scriptures that I get, I never know why I got to go into them or read them or share them, but I, I know enough, being Holy Spirit led, uh, to just be obedient, just do what, uh, you know, do what, I, I was, you know, the Spirit says, so, uh, amen. All right. All right. A minute there, my friends. All right, you know, I got a little something for you. Let me keep going here. Give you a little scripture for your service tonight, your Bible study service tonight here. And we're going to go back into... All right. I got more for you, my friends. Amen. All right. So go back into the NLT Living Water, uh, friends. If you got your notes and your uh, tablets and stuff, go ahead and write this down. Uh, I got to get this back out. I, I shared this last uh, last night, and. Um, I want to go back over it again. In case you missed last night's broadcast, my friends, uh, I got to get this to you again here. Prayer helps overcome worry. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 is the scripture that goes along with this. So again, NLT recap series. Uh, let me go back over this again, friends, and I'll give you the scriptures and the, the subtopics with it. Really key here, and again, I'm praying for each and every one of you. I want to lift each and every one of you up, uh, write your situations, whatever whatever you're going through, uh, God will uh, help you overcome it. So trust in Him, lay the crown at His feet, uh, and, and, and He will uh, give you that hope and encouragement. So uh, let's write this down, friends. Prayer helps us overcome worry. And uh, scripture is going to be Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Uh, so let's go ahead and, and take another look at this as we are already in our hour and a half here. Uh, so I'll give you a couple more scriptures and then uh, close it out uh, with that. And we'll just, you know, I'll redo my notes and add it to the next broadcast, my friends. 
All right, prayer helps us overcome worry. Now, have you ever been gripped by worry and fear? Now, worry is completely unproductible emotion. Or A, completely unproductive emotion. It is the advance interest we pay on troubles that seldom come. But these verses give us the best antidote for worry. Now, praying, of course, goes through it. Uh, God wants to be the first one we turn to in times of worry and crisis. When we do, the promises, uh, or he promises a special blessing if we do uh, the following four things. Again, uh, I'll break this down to you. It's one through four. Uh, prayer helps us to overcome worry. Part of my uh, depression uh, podcast I did a few weeks back. You guys can look at that. It's in the archives uh, as I shared that with you guys. Uh, so let's go ahead and write this. You guys can write this down. I'll give you the subtopics with the scriptures. And then you guys can ha you arm yourselves with some scriptures that help you, uh, give you some coping mechanisms to help with uh, what, you know, situation you're dealing with, the, the worry, anxiety, panic. Uh, check this out, friends. I, I go by this. Let me know if you need this Bible. Uh, I'll give one out to you. I'll just give me an address. Let me, you know, figure out where I'm going to send it to you. And I'll get this in the mail and I'll, I'll mail this out to you. So, prayer helps us overcome worry. Number one, stop worrying and start praying. Uh, don't ever think that your need is too, uh, uh, let's see, is too insignificant for God's attention. Uh, amen. For, let's see, so he wants us to pray about everything by prayer and supplication, right? All right. So that first one was stop worrying and start praying. Number two, tell God your needs. Lay the crown at his feet. Give it to him. We're not equipped to handle the situations. And that's the enemy coming in, like I always tell you. It's the devil. The devil creeps in there and puts his two cents in there. Well, reject that two cents. And trust God. Rely on God, my friends. It'll help you overcome it, right? Uh, all right. Uh, or, you know, praying will help you overcome your situation. Right? Now, even though God is all-knowing and well aware of your situation, He desires that you verbalize your needs to Him and place them in his hands. He's asking us. Put your situation to him. Give your situation to him. Whatever, whatever you're worried about, whatever you're stressing out, give it to him. Lay that crown at his feet. Lay your problems at his feet and give it to him. But fully relinquish it, my friends. Completely trust him and let that go. One problem at a time. Don't don't let it overwhelm you. Just give it to him. Lay it at his feet. And trust him. 
that he's got your situation. He's got you. My friends. Amen. All right. So, again, uh, prayer helps us overcome worry. Got to recap this from last night uh, and give it to you again. Uh, Philippians 4, 6, and 7 is the scripture. So, we were at number three. Present your requests with thanks. Instead of praying and uh, with feelings of doubt, we can thank God for his answers in advance because of the promises he has made to us in his word. Eternal peace, my friends. Number four, uh, four here. Receive God's peace. Once you do these things, uh, verse 7 says that you will experience God's peace. To the original Greek text, this verse literally means that God's peace uh, will mount a guard or garrison or garrison uh, around your heart and mind to keep and uh, protect you during these difficult times in your life. Amen. Now, the next time you are tempted to worry about something or worry about something, uh, channel into prayer all of the energy you would have put into the worry. Uh, and now say something like this, friends, as it says here in the notes. Lord, here's my problem or problems. It looms ever larger in my path. So I am putting it in your hands, and I am not going to worry. Lord, instead, I am going to trust you. I am even going to thank you in advance for what you will do, because you know what you are doing. This may not always be an easy thing to do, my friends. But if you want to overcome worry and experience God's peace, this is the thing you must do. Oh, my word, my friends. Boy, that is good information. Amen. So there you go. I wanted to recap that, friends. I wanted to give that to you. Yesterday here. Right. Go into what I want to do. What I want to do, my friends. Amen. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Sometimes I just get carried away with myself, and I gotta reel it back in and say, "Self, reel it back in." You're getting too excited about this word. I can't help myself. Well, I could, but I don't want to. <laughs> right? Come on, church. Amen. Uh, you know, God's got me practicing here. I'm, I'm in rehearsals, right? I'm, I'm studying. I'm studying here. Um, I'm in my training, right? I know it. I know I am. <laughs> He's got a plan, and I just got to keep Sticking to it, keep moving forward. Uh, amen. 
we're at Philippians chapter 4. Amen, 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 amen. I'm just glad I get to do this, uh, friends, with you, for you. Share this good news gospel. Amazing cheer. Having coffee. Preaching the good news gospel, friends. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Gotta say amen. Well, I know I didn't do my homework on this chapter, but that's okay. We could just read it through here. And I, I don't, I, for some reason I said, oh, Philippians. I, I'm looking at Colossians. I'm like, do I know the Bible, the books of the Bible? Yes, I do. Yes, I do, my friends. All right, so four. I don't know why I jumped over there. It was, I guess it was hooked. It was hooked. All right. Well, again, thank you guys for hanging out. Having church service. Uh, a little over an hour, something or other here. You guys are awesome. <laughs> That's cool. All right, Philippians, not Colossians, but the book of Philippians. And chapter 4, my friends, go ahead and go there with me, and let's read that together again. Uh, let's uh, recap the scripture uh, amen, as we lean into the cross and keep pressing in, my friends. All right, uh, Philippians chapter 4. Now, therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved, and the longed for, my joy and crown, so stand Fast in the Lord, as we are again Philippians chapter 4. Stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. I beseech you, Odious, I beseech Sitchay, that they be of the same mind in the Lord. And you know, you all know where I'm going with this one, right? Uh, and I entreat thee also. True yoke fellow, help these women which labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and with my other, my fellow laborers, whose names are in the book of life. Uh, rejoice in the Lord, always, and again, I say, rejoice. Uh, let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. All right. Now, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known uh, unto God. Right? I'm going to sneeze. No, I'm not going to sneeze. I'm saying I'm not. <laughs> Close. <laughs> all right. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, uh, shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, and whatsoever things are lovely, 
whatsoever things are of good report, and if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. Uh, mercy. And the God of peace shall be with you. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again, wherein ye were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of wants, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith, here's the key word, friends, to be content. Whatever state we're in. Amen. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Uh, everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry. Both to abound and to suffer need. Uh, friends, here's a key word right here for your scripture for tonight. Um, I can do all things through Christ, who, which strengtheneth me. Now look at your neighbor and say, Neighbor, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Amen, my friends. All right. Write that down. Put that on a sticky note, my friends. Right where you're at, whatever situations you're going through, uh, write that down and, and put that on a sticky note. Uh, amen. All right. Uh, Got to get that church on his feet for that one, my friends. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Amen. Notwithstanding ye have well done that ye did communicate with my affliction. Uh, now, from 15 down, y'all can read that when you get some time. It talks about tithing and all that stuff. It's good stuff. Love that. But uh, there's your uh, scripture, uh, friends, Philippians uh, chapter 4. So go ahead and read that. Uh, meditate on that and pray on it. Uh, amen. You know, it seems like I always overwrite scriptures, uh, so I'm doing the notes, and it seems like I, I already overwrite that. Alright, so let's go to this one. Let's go, my friends, in the book of love. <laughs> Oh, uh, my word, my friends. I hope you guys are doing well. You know, I'm praying for each and every one of you. Again, as I always like to do, I share this good news with you. Uh, all right. Uh, 
let's go to Isaiah 53, my friends. Maybe we'll close out. Uh, we're just at almost about our two hours here. Uh, so I don't like to, you know, they've been, they've been going to two hours, friends. You know, I can rabble. I can rabble me some God, my friends. I, I can preach that good news gospel. Uh, that's why, like I said, uh, really, that's why I, I break all the podcasts down, because I, I have to kind of separate that and split that out a little bit. Uh, so, uh, all right, so let's go to Isaiah chapter 53, my friends. I'll give you a, a couple more scriptures here, and then we'll close on out uh, for tonight, and I'll, I'll let y'all get on out of here, my friends. All right, Isaiah 53. Now, who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of a dry ground. Uh, he hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Uh, and we hid uh, as uh, it were our faces from him. He was despised and esteemed, we esteemed him not. And surely, in verse 4, Isaiah 53, Surely he hath borne our griefs. And carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. And he was wounded for our transgressions. Uh, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, right here, right now, friends, we're going to claim that and we're going to receive it. By his stripes... We are healed. Got to believe it, my friends. Um, man. All right. So, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. And he was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. Uh, he has brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb. So he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison, uh, from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgression of my people, was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked, with the rich, and in his death. Because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him, he hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. 
he shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied by his knowledge. Um, shall his righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death. Uh, and he was numbered with the transgressors. And uh, he bare the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressor. All right. There it is. Ah, you know, I've got to lay that on you. All right. So. All right. Uh, next, my friends, I think I'll leave off right there, you know I always got a lot for you, a lot to give you. Uh, amen, friends. I, I love sharing this word with you. Uh, that's going to do it for this one, my precious friends. Thank you guys for hanging out with me. Coming on in the line, my friends. Just a little uh, under two hours here. Just just about two hours. Uh, maybe we'll roll with two hours. I don't know. I never know what I'm going to do here. Uh, amen. Maybe I can close out with this. 245. Let me go look in my book. Two hours here again, my friends. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's, let's go back to the NLT, uh, Living Water Series here, friends. Let's check this out. Let God occupy your thoughts, my friends. Let's go ahead and look at this. Colossians 3, 2, and 4 is your, uh, homework assignment there. Now, a song in the church says, Turn your eyes uh, upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face, and the things of uh, earth uh, shall or will grow strongly dim. In the lights of his glory and grace, there are uh, good words to live by. Because one of the strongest deterrent uh, or deterrents against uh, returning to your old ways of life is to focus upon your Savior and future as a believer. Uh, you have been promised eternal life, uh, the hope of heaven, and the assurance of spending eternity in the presence of God, friends. Amen. When you think about that, the trappings of this world become uh, to lose its appeal. All right. The next time you feel inclined to dabble with your old life or feel weighed down by the worries of this world or fear that you won't make it as a Christian, remember to do a little something-something here. Friends, he's giving you some homework to take a look at. You guys can write this down. Now, Keep your eyes on your final destination and realize that worry should not be a part of your life. Picture yourself as dead in this world and alive in Christ, reborn, right? Uh, and remember that your Redeemer is returning. Amen. That gives that gives me so much hope and peace. 
Uh, amen. Turned It turned everything around. Uh, when I got born again, when I got saved again, uh, what a what a relief that that gave me inside, my friends. It gave me such a peace. Uh, and you can have that same peace, my friends, that same uh, eternal peace. You can have that too. Right? All right. Now, you allow these truths to occupy your thoughts, you will find it much easier to obey God and say no to the alluring but damaging enticements of this sinful world. All right, my brothers and sisters, I'm going to leave you with that. Some food for thoughts. Um, amen. Uh, let's see. So, uh, basically, y'all can read uh, Colossians. Uh, what is it? Colossians 1. Uh, let's see. Colossians 1 through 3 and 1, uh, 3, 17 on that one. Uh, so, there you go. There's a little bit of extra homework. Now, let me just kind of close out here with this, friends. I think I want to do that. Now, greetings from Paul as we're in Colossians 1 here. Uh, this letter is from Paul, uh, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus and from our brother Timothy. Uh, we are writing to God's holy people in the city of Colossae, or Coloss, uh, who are faithful brothers and sisters in Christ. May God, our Father, give you peace, or grace and peace. Amen. Uh, and uh, Paul's thankful, or see, thanksgiving and uh, purpose or prayer here. Now, we always pray for you, and we give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all of God's people, uh, which came from your confident hope of what God has reserved for you in heaven. You have had this ex uh, expectation ever since you first heard the truth or the good news gospel. Right now, the same good news that came to you is going out all over the world. It is bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives, right? Just as it changed your life from the day you first heard it and understood the truth about God's wonderful grace. Oh man, that'll give you that'll give you so much peace and joy in your hearts, my friends. All right, you learned uh, about uh, good news from Ephesus, or Ephras, our beloved co-worker. He is Christ's faithful servant, and he's helping us on your behalf. He told us uh, about the love for the others that the Holy Spirit has given you. So we have not stopped praying for you since we heard, uh, first heard about you. Uh, we ask God to give you a complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. 
then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. Colossians chapter 1, friends. I'm going to close out with that and let y'all get on out of here. All right. It pleases the Lord, and your lives will produce uh, every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better.